Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It is time for another edition of Sunday Sickos, where we jump on, we draft teams from underdog, we draft teams from DraftKings, we draft teams from drafters, we hit all of the sites to draft the best best ball teams. And today, we are doing my 100th best ball mania team. It's not even August. And that is the true definition of uh, sicko. So let's do it. And just so that everyone remembers, we are also doing the giveaway today for the Deshaun Jackson replica helmet from the Philadelphia Eagles. So that wheel spin is set up and ready to go. But do we just want to get right into it? Do we just want to jump right into this best ball mania draft? Because we can do that. We can just jump right in. Go ahead and fire this best ball mania draft. The 100th draft. I have all my exposures up to date. We are ready to show, be very transparent with our ownerships. It's going to be a fun morning. Good morning, Felix. Nice to see you. And as is tradition, we do not get an early pick. One thing I want to point out real quick, if you look at my exposures, we recently have had a little bit of luck in drawing the 102, and we have now climbed our Jamar Jamar Chase ownership up to the field level, which is at 8%. Shocking, truly, after uh, starting with, I think, two shares on my first 75 drafts of Jamar Chase. We've had a little bit of luck lately. So we're excited about that. We'll get the music rolling here as we wait to draft. Drafting from the eight spot, which is pretty gross. And just give me some feedback on my mic levels. I uh, recently changed my setup around. And if I don't sound as loud, I would like to know. But I think I should be good. I think everything's good. Everything's fine. Everybody calm down. We'll start with this auto. Nice and smooth, as we usually do. So it does start Jefferson Chase. We see the normal. We will not be getting an, an eighth overall pick of jamar chase today which is sad who do we got in this because we kind of fired a little quick so i don't know if we're gonna have a lot of people that we normally see we got a couple red badges in here for sure though thank you omega yeah we did a little bit of an upgrade to my desk area it's much uh I don't want to say sloppy, but encumbering, maybe that's the word I want. So 
happy to have a new mic stand. It was too expensive, but it actually it's actually worth the money is something I hate to say. But here we are. Drafting a best ball mania team. We see Cooper Cup go third overall. It really starts to get wild after the Jamar Chase at 102 usually. Wild in the sense that you never know who's going to go in the third spot anymore. I've seen it go Cup, Hill, Kelsey, McCaffrey, but those four are so interchangeable right now between what people are doing in drafts. Um, it's forced me to take McCaffrey at the five or the six a few times, which, you know, feels good, but we have that same problem that we normally have where we're just not getting a wide receiver in the first round, which is like scare is pretty scary to be completely honest. All right. So we see Austin Eckler go. Do we want to just keep firing AJ Brown here or do we want to just up our Stefan Diggs exposure a little bit? That is the question. That is the question. Jesse wants to see the mic stand, even though I sent him a picture of it last night. Let's go Diggs and see what we can build around Diggs. I'll flip the uh, camera around in a second here if I have enough length on it to show you the mic stand. Good morning, Michael. Nice to see you in here. We are drafting our 100th BBM team. And at the beginning of the year, I wasn't even going to max BBM, but now we are. I've kind of realized a few different things about where I want to allocate money to for myself and everybody's different. You should do what is in accordance to your own bankroll. I want to do some more higher stake stuff, but it looks like I'm going to be doing some of my more higher stake stuff on DraftKings, right? So that is that is why I'm going to max BBM. I don't know if I'm going to max the $10 on DK. I say that, and I know I end up will doing that. So take that with a grain of salt. At the moment, if I don't, I'm okay with it. Morning, Bullock. Michael wants to allocate money to guitars. Totally fair. Um, I will not be doing that because guess who has no musical um, talent other than writing lyrics occasionally. Ash, good morning. Thank you for saying good luck on number 100. We're already starting in a little different. What's my take on Jonathan Taylor's trade demand? Asked Het. Um, I think it's, I think it's interesting because I, I thought Insta, Indy was turning into a dumpster fire already. I just think that that Indy situation could look real ugly this year, which people aren't talking about. I don't think he's going to get traded. I think he's going to be on the field, but it makes you real nervous about what he might end up doing. You know, if he's that unhappy and God, we could talk about what Jim Mersey is doing forever. We'll get back to that. Let's get to our next pick real quick, and then I can uh, kind of see what I've done. So we see that we've done a lot of digs with Pollard here because that's what this 29% is. I don't have digs with a lot of these other guys at all. So let's go digs Alave here get this combo that we don't have i'll pull up the board um yeah so jim ursay is just making this situation worse right just a complete idiot i don't really know how to gauge it and anyone that tells you that they do know how to gauge it is foolish but i would assume indy's not going to trade them even if they wanted to who's going to trade for jonathan taylor we're not trading for running backs in the league Austin Eckler wanted a trade earlier. There was no interest. Like, if you're trading for Jonathan Taylor, you're committing draft capital and saying that you're going to re-sign him at a pretty high number. And I don't know if teams want to do both. They don't even want to put the, the money towards running back. So why would they trade for Jonathan Taylor? So that's kind of where I stand. Jonathan Taylor is going to have to play for Indy. But... It's kind of the Devontae Adams situation where it's like he was grumbling a little bit earlier this year. If the team's really bad and 
Jonathan Taylor goes, you know what? My knee kind of hurts. I'm going to sit out for three games at the end of the season to get fresh for next season or something. And that's, you know, projecting, right? I I have no idea that's going to happen. But I think it's more likely for these players that are coming up on contracts, wanting to get out of town, wanting to trade, or the team just might shut them down. A lot of unhappiness in the building. So I did take Jonathan Taylor mid-third round yesterday somewhere. I'm not going to be drafting him in the second round. I already kind of wasn't, to be honest. Just there's so much I like in the second round in general. But that's kind of my take on the Jonathan Taylor situation. Bullock wants to know what's the boots on the ground Patriots take of the offseason. Well, they're definitely going to bring in a veteran running back. It's just a determination of who it's going to be. Looks like the Fournette thing's not going to work out which everyone thought was going to happen. I thought it was going to happen second time in, in two years. They've already worked out contract parameters on like what a contract will look like with Zeke. I think we probably get Zeke here, which is fine. Like if they're going to bring in a veteran anyways, it doesn't matter who it is. I actually would prefer it be Zeke over Leonard Fournette. I think it's still good for Ramondre. Yeah, some goal line touches are going to get eaten up by Zeke, literally, probably. And it is what it is. But if there was already going to be a veteran coming in, I'm still okay with Stevenson in the third round. He might fall to the fourth. So what I would say is maybe in general, we kind of hold off on drafting Stevenson for a week, push it down a little bit, wait until we get a little bit of a dip when people get scared by that veteran signing is something I would probably do. But they're definitely going to be a veteran. And I don't think you're going to see any wide receivers come in. So it's the core of, you know, Juju. If you're into drafting Juju, I am not. Probably want to draft Parker over Taekwon Thornton. But that's all build dependent. Like what kind of guy do you need at the end? Right. Um, and finally, Hunter Henry seems to still be Mac Jones target. So. Grab all the 17th and 18th round Hunter Henry that you can for now until that becomes, you know, open to everybody and they start realizing that. That is something that I would be looking to do. All right, we're going to be coming back on the clock here. And as we talked about these, this is that. So this is sort of almost like its own inverted dead zone, right, where we have... Ramondre, Josh Jacobs, Brees Hall, all guys that people are worried about. Wow, looks like I do a lot of Lamar Jackson with Steph Diggs, which was something I was going to try to do here. Um, Shit, there was a build I wanted to try to do. Let's do, let's just do Ramondre. Weirdly, I don't have Ramondre with with Steph Diggs. So let's do that since that is week 17 correlation. And I was kind of scrambling to see what I wanted to do here. And I kind of have an idea of how I would like for this to play out. We'll see in a second if we're going to be able to do that though. Thank you, Silas. We uh, fired quite a bit of these when we got back. Ash is worried because they got Stevenson in the third round of their Mastiff. I wouldn't be worried. I think Ramondre is still a fine third round pick. Like I, I just still think he's perfectly fine in the third round. Especially in, you know. Um, Mooney Geese wants to know if we should get some exposure to Evan Hall. Um, Jackson, Zach Moss feels gross. I mean, if you're looking for a running back and you have some sort of Raiders thing and you want to get like slightly different on one or two drafts, those are the things that are fine, but I wouldn't go out of my way to do it. Right. I I just, I don't know. Probably more so on DraftKings where you get 20 rounds is a better spot to do something like that. I just wouldn't be looking to do it too much on underdog, maybe once or twice. I think that's like the misconception is that when you're doing stuff like that, you have to like get up to 8% some of the time, but 
Like, if you want to do it, it's fine. All right, we are back on the clock here. What I would like to do is draft Mike Williams. I did have an idea for what I wanted to do in this draft this morning. A, I completely forgot about it, so I'm not going to act like I couldn't do it with this team. But I want to, at some point, and I'll probably have to do it on an offline stream now, but there's a group of three wide receivers that I like in this fourth round, right? So let's just go over them. The first one that went is Terry McLaurin. So we see Terry McLaurin going in the fourth round, and we're going to see the other two guys go right after him, which is, come on, Tistra. Not Christian Watson. Oh, actually, Drake London went in the third. Jesus. We're doing Drake London in the, in the early third now, guys. Well, that's going to make my uh, game plan a little bit harder for this. But I still might do it because we might have to fire second round. And there's the other one. So I want to get a combination just for my own sanity of Drake London, DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin. That's a cluster of wide receivers in the same range that I just really like. And I always go back to two years ago when we had that Cooper Cup, Mike Evans, Robert Woods, Chris Godwin range. There was another guy there too that we all liked and we would just end up getting one. And then it's like, okay, well, why don't we just draft one of them in an earlier round? So now I'm looking at Drake London, DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin and I'm like I like these guys I like trying to get them together I want to try to get the three of them on a team so it might be a build where I go with RB in the first round right get like McCaffrey and then grab those three wide receivers just to get like a little bit of a different build because yeah I think you lose some value if you're like losing out on Devonta Smith or T Higgins, but Calvin Ridley's really unknown. Right. And I even think that T Higgins and Devonta Smith are really good, but like are they a huge upgrade over Drake London, Terry McLaurin. I don't think we really know that at this point. So, um, I think it is something I might try to do. And if I wanted to get super wild with it, we would grab, I mean, I'm just going to say Mahomes in the first round, grab those three wide receivers and just have a truly unique team. But how much are we giving up with that first round value? The way to do it is probably with, God damn it, Herbert goes the beginning of the fifth to a guy that just doesn't even have any of the, any of the chargers. Thanks a lot, Bound. 33. Um... But yeah, I think that's something I might try to do. It might be a Christian McCaffrey build, and it might be um, one other time with a elite QB, and just to see what we can do there. I don't know. So Silas is saying that Evan Hole is already running with the ones. Um, so I guess supposedly that is the indie back that you're going to want. I'm just. Not super high on the Colts. Uh, yeah, they're the Colts this year, so I'm sparingly taking them. You can preach to me the Dome game in Week 17 all you want, and then all I'm going to do is show you the total scores for games from last year and show you that the Dome games weren't a huge edge. And then we're going to start looking at historical data over the last few years, and we'll see what really happens. Um, and I could be completely wrong on that. But that's kind of what I'm thinking for that. So, what do we want to do here? Let's grab Ayuk. Pretty low. So, let's just get a, like, completely different team for me today. We'll grab Brandon Ayuk. So, Ash did that. With an early build where they took the Eagles by taking A.J. Brown in the first, then Devonta Smith and Hurts to have the Eagles complete stack. Lost a little value, but it's unique, I believe. And we've kind of had this discussion. We tried to do this in one of our higher stakes drafts. We got sniped on Hurts. We ended up with Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown. 
um i think it's fine like i think it's fine to have that combination at least once you are giving up a ton of value and you're just placing your first three round equity in one team which is scary but if it's going to be a team it's probably the eagles right because there's no other team you really have to do that with so having it once is fine i think it's better in some of the smaller field stuff but yeah getting getting unique is what we do so I'm fine with doing it for like one or two teams. Wouldn't be going out of my way to do it, like to try to get five or six of those stacks. Uh, but yeah, let's do it once or twice. If you can get it, you can get it and it feels good. I've talked about taking AJ Brown early and flipping the build a little bit as well. Again, I won't go over it ad nauseum, but my favorite team was taking AJ Brown at the 103, doing a double elite quarterback build with Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow. That's the stuff that I like to try to do, and that's why the tool is a helpful thing, just to show me my exposures with other players. Uh, what do we want to play next? Let's play this. We're up in two picks. So we have Ramondre, Diggs, Alave, Mike Williams, Brandon Ayuk currently. What are we eyeballing here? What do we want to do? Hmm. Let's take let's take Mike Evans to set off with Alave there. I feel good about that. And we'll kind of see what we want to do with the seventh and eighth round picks. Oh. Yeah, that's rough. Double rough for you, Ash, because not only do you live in Indiana and can't play in that state, you have to drive to Ohio, one of my least favorite states there is. Yeah, I'm fine with 5% JSN, GA over on Underdog. He's cheaper on DraftKings, so a little bit easier to get over on DraftKings. So 5% exposure there is perfectly fine by me. Especially for this range that he's going in. Like, I was grabbing Dobbins, obviously, at a high clip here. Um, some of these other guys just trying to get other builds around. So I'm okay with 5% JSN. If I get up to 8%, I get up to 8%. If I stay at 5%, then fine. If I get to 10%, great. It's just not a guy that I am that I feel I need to be overweight on. We know what the Seattle offense likes to do, which is run the football 130 times a game. We know that there's a ton of target competition there with Tyler Lockett and um, the candy machine. DK Metcalf. So I just like, do I like JSN? Of course. I don't feel like I have to draft him at a high clip. Ash says, interesting fact, most astronauts come from Ohio because nothing says I want to leave the planet like being born in Ohio. Great spin on that one because on my other show, I make fun of Ohio quite a lot and they always like to tell me about how many astronauts and I think presidents come from Ohio but I like your twist on the end of this so thank you for that um, let's look at some of our exposures here instead of looking at the board George Pickens is not a guy I wanted to be 2% on I wanted to have more of him but it's kind of the JSN problem where there's just a lot of guys I like around him a bit more um We've been hitting Quentin Johnson quite a bit because I've been trying to get a lot of Justin Herbert double stacks. 
Jahan Dotson has been a nice little price point here that I like. James Conner, 0% because we will not draft James Conner unless I fall asleep and accidentally auto-draft him. I'm not doing it. Not falling for it. I'm not going to be wrong again on James Conner. One of these years, we're going to be right. You're going to be right one of these years. Um, DeAndre Swift at 11%. That's right around where I want him. So we'll be trying to stick to that quite a bit. Uh, what else? See Waller go. Waller's a guy that I'm... I was out on at the beginning of the year, and now I'm kind of coming around to wanting more Darren Waller on my team. We see him go at the beginning of the seventh round. Sort of debating on what I want to do in that situation. Like, trying to get more Cup Waller teams for sure. Maybe some Acres Waller teams. Um... What do we want to do in this particular spot? Do you have the option to get pickings if we wanted to? Really no bring backs, so it's not like a necessity. What I think I'm going to do, see that we have 6% Deshaun Watson. We have not drafted him once with any of our first three picks. That's what all these 0% are. I think I can still backdoor some stacks with Deshaun Watson. I'm going to grab him. We're gonna we're gonna make that little play. Go back to the board here. Oh no, Wounded Geese is from Ohio as well. Um, I had to stay in Ohio for two weeks, and I'm gonna be honest, I did not enjoy it. <laughs> I did not enjoy my time in Ohio at all. We get like blasted by the country in New England for being like mean people everybody in Ohio was like mean and not even just to me I was just watching interactions with other people just everyone was like super mean to each other like viciously mean I was just like what is happening in this state maybe it was an outlier maybe I had a weird week and a half there but it was uh it was interesting all right so Let's go ahead and grab. Hmm. I was going to grab Elijah Moore, but I've been coming a lot more around on Alvin Kamara at this price point based on the fact that he's probably. He's probably uh, not going to be suspended nearly as long as we originally thought. Let's grab Kamara. I think that his price is going to come up significantly once that suspension does get released. Uh, Ash is asking if we consider Waller a top tight end. He's kind of the drop off for me after that. I feel like I need three. So I think that he is sort of the cutoff point for the two to three. I'm going to be honest with you. Even when I take some of these top tight ends uh, with the exception of Kelsey or Andrews I'm still firing three tight ends occasionally but yes if like you're looking for like a cutoff point where you can do two I think that he's kind of it for me I know some people it's a little down the line a little more so I I just I'm fine with doing two or three with him his camp is looking good supposedly but like everybody's looking good at camp you know you know other than the injured players you just hear all good stuff waller i, I am still slightly concerned about waller just uh personality trait stuff gets paid to go to the giants probably his last contract i think julio jones has scared me like or scarred me for life if you listen to the drumbeat um sort of the whispers behind the scenes when Julio signed his last big deal was that he just wasn't mentally in it anymore. And you you saw the translation to the field. And anytime I hear like little stuff like that, it, it scares me a little bit. So, but that can't be everybody, right? So, 
All right. What I think I need to add for my exposures that I usually like to see is draft percentage on my first quarterback. Because that would be real nice right now to know as we go into this next round, do I want to draft Njoku with Deshaun Watson? How often have I done that? Am I doing that like 80% of the time when I have Deshaun Watson? Because then maybe I don't want to do that. But go back and add that for next time. Um... Yeah, don't be super worried on it. It's all grain of salt stuff. Like it's, it's just like trying to le- read into tea leaves, right? It's listening to rumors, but we uh, gotta look for the smoke sometimes to find the fire. Is what I will say. Sky more the ninth. I've been seeing him go in the eighth, which is crazy to me. I still think you guys are undervaluing the receiver that's going to be out there running a ton of wind sprints and getting deep ball throws for Kansas City. That's a discussion for a different point in time. All right, so we're going to grab Njoku to get this Deshaun Watson stack. And we're going to cross our fingers that we get one of the guys that we want in the 10th round to round this team out sort of the way we would like to see what people do here and then we'll start looking to see if there's any interesting builds going on Wounded Geese just bet the Browns at thir- plus 3,500. Um, he says, if they are going to do it, this is the year. This is the year for the Browns. If they're ever going to do it, it's this incredibly murky season that we really don't know what they're going to be. So I agree. Based on a team that we have no clue what to expect out of, um, this this is Cleveland's year said nobody realistically ever and we lose out on brian robinson which is who i wanted here i really wanted some brian robinson um but that's okay because devon a chain is here devon a chain is a guy i was drafting real early in this in the beginning of these drafts we started to hear some noise and i was still grabbing them And guess what? We're going to continue to grab him because it doesn't sound like Miami's going to bring in another running back like we were talking about with Dalvin Cook. All right. Is there any interesting builds here that we want to take a peek at? Let's see. So we see Taylor go at the end of the second round, right, with Tony Pollard. So let's go over this team. We see Justin Jefferson, Taylor Pollard. They go DeAndre Hopkins, TJ Hawkinson, Jordan Addison, J.K. Dobbins, Jamison Williams, A.J. Dillon. So I think that this team is setting up relatively decently. They don't have a quarterback yet. They're probably going to grab Kirk Cousins here on this wrap if he's still there. So that would be fine to go with that double stack. But this is a team that I would be stopping at four running backs, probably. You have Taylor Pollard, J.K. Dobbins, A.J. Dillon. If you're really concerned about Dobbins for the first few weeks of the season and you want to try to grab someone else later, probably fine. But this is a um, this is shaping up to be a fun team. What's not a fun team is this ruined Jamar Chase team bound if you're in the chat, taking Justin Herbert unstacked at the 502. Ooh, Kirk Cousins gets sniped by Try Again Chump, who also had Jalen Hurts and stacked Hurts with Swift. Cousins is unstacked. 
So what are we doing here, gentlemen? Interesting stuff. Oh, I'm talking about both, GA, to be honest. I have both of them at ridiculous levels. I like them both. I don't think that's anything. We have 31% rice. We have 48% MVS. We are fine with it. This is a good point, Squatch. He's probably a number one linebacker for sure. Olaf's most drafted running back is Devon Achane. I think that's fine. I think he's going to... I think you're going to see all three guys in that backfield, but I think A-Chain by the end is going to emerge. That is my exact point, Ash, that I just don't see why they would pick up another one. Kirk and Justin Jefferson has to be one of the highest owned stacks. I believe they are up there as one of the highest owned stacks for sure. So it doesn't mean you don't have to do it, but just be cognizant of not drafting Kirk Cousins every time you draft Justin Jefferson. And I think that like gets into people's heads with certain players. And I think Justin Jefferson is one of them where as soon as you draft Justin Jefferson, your brain kind of goes, okay, I have Jefferson. If I want to draft a quarterback, like it might push you to late quarterback and you don't have to do that. Jefferson can be your one-off from the Vikings. And I just think that people's like mental state goes to now I have to draft Kirk Cousins late and it might prevent them from getting sort of the best builds they can get with Justin Jefferson. So I would just say be cognizant of that particular situation. All right. So we drafted Mike Williams. Hmm. Hmm. We were going to grab Dolchitz here. I think we're going to do, we're going to try something. We're going to be bold. We're going to be very bold. And we are going to grab Russ as a QB2. I don't want to hear it. Uh, fun thing was <laughs> Sean Payton ripping Nathaniel Hackett and the front office of the Broncos bonkers that whole situation was crazy it's like uh okay <laughs> I mean we do it all the time right we sit here we rip Nathaniel Hackett we make shorts about him it was egregious what was going on over there um but for Sean Payton to come in as the new head coach just start blasting what they did last year, blasting the front office, blasting Nathaniel Hackett. Sort of love it, personally. If I was the Denver front office, I would absolutely hate it. But I loved it. So kudos to him for just not giving an F and uh, kind of lighting everybody up there. All right, what do we want to do here? Not a lot of correlation stuff to go on here. Um, let's grab Mingo for a sixth wide receiver. Let's try to look through some of these other teams, see what we got going on here. All right, so we kind of look through these first two teams. Team three, the Doc five, when Cooper Cup, T. Higgins, DK Metcalf, Joe Burrow to stack with T. Higgins, grab Travis Etienne in the fifth, goes JSN, Quinton Johnson, double taps, well, grabs James Cook, Tyler Boyd for the double stack for Joe Burrow, then double taps the Buffalo running backs to get James Cook and Damian Harris. I don't hate it. Khalil Herbert in the 11th, grabs Stafford in the 12th, excuse me, grabs Stafford in the 12th. Or second QB. So interesting team getting built out here. Gonna guess that he tries to grab Higby on this wrap here in the 13th round. 
would be my guess. So I actually kind of like what happened for team one here. They get sniped on Kirk Cousins, which is where I think they were going to go. So instead of getting Cousins, they get Daniel Jones, which I like a lot better than Kirk Cousins. So trying to build out from there is probably going to be fun. Uh, Papa Squatch is asking, where can I learn to play fantasy football? I've only done it a couple of times, and I usually wing it. So after my next pick, I will tell you exactly where to learn. But this is best ball, and I will explain the difference for the new listeners because we will be having a lot of new listeners come in over the next month as things start to heat up between best ball and fantasy football. But you can get all of your information here at Spike Week. We have beginner tutorial videos to explain what best ball is why it's better than fantasy regular fantasy football um, all right so we see foreman go don't want everett I'm going to grab Irv Smith, try to set some things up here for what I want to do in this team light. Oh, we got another pick coming up. I thought I was going the other way, was not paying attention. Anyways, so the best places to learn what best ball is. So first of all, what best ball is, is it's fantasy football, but you draft a team and then you don't have to do anything else. You don't drop players. You don't pick up players. Your team is your team. When you're playing in a best ball game, every week your best scores are given to you. You don't pick who's in your starting lineup. It goes by your best score. So if you draft Patrick Mahomes and Jared Goff, you would never start Jared Goff over Patrick Mahomes probably in a regular season um, fantasy football league. But on the weeks that Jared Goff outscores Patrick Mahomes, he goes into your lineup. So you don't have to do anything. Once I draft this team, done. I don't do anything else. We sit there and we hope that it does it gets us to the next round of the playoffs. We do have tutorials over on Spike Week about it's best ball one-on-one, and it is legitimately best ball one-on-one. Some guys get, some of the tutorials I've seen just get into concepts right away of stuff that I would say is like not what you're looking to hear when you're trying to learn what best ball is. We break it down from the very basics, and then we build our way up. So, Eric put together a good little series over there. You can check that out. We're going to grab Marvin Mims here to stack with Russell Wilson. And I think that's a great place to start. As it has been brought up in the comments, our Discord over at Spike Week is great. There's a lot of advanced speaking going on, a lot of like advanced strategies, structures, all that stuff. But everybody in our Discord is really cool, very inviting. What I love about the best ball community is specifically ours, because there are some people out there that are kind of tools, to be completely honest. But our best ball community has always been really inviting to people that come in that are looking to learn. Um, they will help you. They want the game to grow, so they want people to have fun and learn it. So jump in our Discord over at over at uh, Spike Week on Discord. Do I play dailies or other sports best ball? Okay, so I think, do I play the daily tournaments or other sports uh, for best ball on underdog? I dabble NBA. I want to do a couple NBA drafts on stream this year. I'm probably going to ask my friend Mike Sakarian over from um, Team Hold to jump on and do one or two NBA ones with me. I don't know if he'll have time, but I'm sure we'll be able to figure something out. Been friends with Mike Sakarian for a long time, so I'm sure we'll be able to get that going. The dailies I jump in and out of. Usually I'm doing DFS lineups. Sometimes I do NFL dailies. I don't do baseball dailies. I just, if we're going to be completely honest, I mean, I got the job at Spike Week because I knew nothing about baseball. I made it clear that I know nothing about baseball. That was my video. Um, 
to get here, but I know nothing about baseball. I know nothing about hockey. I only watch the Bruins. I know football. I used to know basketball really well. I've fallen out a little bit. I'd like to get back into basketball, though. Silas does a lot of the dailies. He does a lot of the written content for that. Um, but the dailies are fun. I do dabble in them. I do dabble. Maybe we'll do a couple streams this year of some daily drafts. We really wanted to focus on the NFL content this year because that is what people seem to like. It's what we like. It's what we know. But we will be expanding into other areas as that opportunity arises. Right now, the focus is season long. But we will be ju- we'll be jumping into some dailies and some NBA for sure. So right now, we have a two three seven two build. We have Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Ramondre Stevenson, Alvin Kamara, Devon A-Chain, Steph Diggs, Chris Olave, Mike Williams, Brandon Ayuk, Mike Evans, Jonathan Mingo, Marvin Mims, David Njoku, and Irv Smith. So, fun team. Currently a little beak at... Little beak. Little bird. A little weak at the RB position. I think that's something that we can uh, sort of tidy up a bit. So we're going to grab Tajay Spears right now. So this is one of those teams that I feel like I could get away with two QBs with Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. I think that's what I'm going to kind of do here. I think we're going to keep it with Watson and Russ. Right, I might add another tight end and then just grab a bunch of RBs to fill out this team. Potentially, we'll see. What do I think about division stacking in non tournament or tournament best ball? I think it's a level. Like, it makes sense with certain divisions because of how good they are, right? Like, if you're like, I want to stack AFC West, well, yeah, no shit. We want we want Denver Broncos. They're fine. But we want Chiefs. We want Chargers. So, yeah, when you start saying you want to stack the AFC West, obviously. Do you want to stack the NFC South? Yeah, not really. So, if you're looking to do it consistently, I think it's overboard. If you're going out of your way to do it at, at a high clip for like every division, I mean, what do we know about divisional games? Usually the scoring is a little bit lower based on teams knowing each other, you know? So like, yeah, it's fine. But I just, when we go through our list of like what we're looking for on teams, it's going to be bottom of the list for me. Like it, it's almost never going to come up as a reason why I do or do not do something. All right. Let's grab Fournette. I think he getting signed with the team helps this team the most currently. So we're going to hope that Leonard Fournette ends up in a good situation to get some carries. Grab him there. Uh, don't forget, we're going to be doing the wheel spin at the end of this draft for the Deshaun Watson, uh, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Jackson helmet, uh, Deshaun Watson helmet. Yeah, Arnold. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not anti doing it. I just, I just would prefer for it to happen naturally, I guess, more than anything. And I've naturally had some AFC West stacks where I'm stacking the Chiefs and Bengals game. But I also end up getting the Week 17 Broncos-Chargers game. So I have a huge bet on the AFC West on some of my teams without even trying to. So those are the things that I would say. Um, What do I want to do here? Go back here for this song. Gonna be back on the clock here in a second. I know where I would like to go. 
Will we be able to go there? We shall see. I got two picks in front of us. See Zeke go the 17th here. Got Robert St. Pierre grabbing Luke Musgrave, which is good because I wanted to grab Tyler Conklin for this Cleveland bring back. So we grab Conklin for the bring back to Cleveland for our third tight end, which is what I wanted to do. Anyways, let's get a third tight end. We're going to probably wrap this with a running back. <laughs> I also don't want a Deshaun Watson helmet. But like, luckily, I already have my Cleveland Browns helmet. I have a Jim Brown one. So I don't need any more Browns helmets. Are we going to do more weekly winner's drafts? I will say yes. Me personally, I only want to do about 10 total of the weekly winners, somewhere in that wheelhouse for me. And I was looking to start doing more of them mid-August. I think based on the way I want to draft them, I'm waiting towards the end of the year. Son of a bitch, Bandit Bub takes Clyde Edwards-Alaire, which is who I wanted in the 18th round. But yeah, I'll be doing more of these weekly winners. I've only done one so far just to kind of take a look at it. I like the concept. It's just not something I think I need to max out personally, but I think it's a fun, fun little tournament. All right, we're back on the clock. What do we got for running backs here? A lot of trash overall. Um, I'll tell you what. We talked about him. We'll do it. We'll take Evan Hall. How about that? Since he was a discussion point in the chat early, we need another RB. Let's grab Evan Hall. All right. Let's. I want to look at our playoff stacks real quick. So we were able to get Jets Cleveland with Deshaun Watson and Joku, Tyler Conklin. Chargers Denver with Russ Marvin Mims with the Mike Williams bring back. New Orleans and Tampa. We got Kamara, Chris Olave, Mike Evans, and a mini New England Buffalo with a Ramondre, Stefan Diggs. Sort of the teams I like to build. I do like some double stack quarterbacks, obviously. I probably would have liked to do something else with Russ on this team other than just Marvin Mims. Uh, Dolchich would have been nice with Marvin Mims as well, but I think this is perfectly fine based on the team we put around it. And now let's just go over the full team real quick. So we get Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson at quarterback. Ramondre Stevenson, Alvin Kamara, Devon A-Chain, Ty J. Spears, Leonard Fournette, Evan Hall at RB. Steph Diggs, Chris Olave, Mike Williams, Brandon Ayuk, Mike Evans, Jonathan Mingo, and Marvin Mims at wide receiver. Njoku, Irv Smith, Tyler Conklin at tight end. Um... So I think it's a it's, I think it's a decent squad. Not my favorite team, but definitely not my least favorite team. I've drafted some shit teams over the last two weeks. That as I'm drafting them, I just go, "What am I doing? What is this team?" So let's go ahead. Let's get this wheel spin going. So we have on the wheel: Josh Jenkins, T Shrek, Vaporware, Lion, Best Ball, Moderate, T Bow Time, Skizzle D, Face Man, Eighty One. D-Webb, Dave Van Cowboy, Sadowski, DJ, Yak, Nihuz, Rodney Chuck, Bullock, M. Lang 91, N. Stevens, and Rob B. Let's show the helmet. Give me one second. So this is our helmet that we're giving away. We are giving away right now. Can you just let me do what I want to do? This Deshaun Watson helmet. I'll clean it up as much as I can before I send it. It is just a replica helmet. Here's your letter of authenticity along with it on the back. So we're going to be giving this away right now. And then I will show as well after we do the wheel spin what we're giving away August 13th. 
Let's do it. All right. Click the spin. Here we go. The wheel is going around. Who is going to win this Deshaun Jackson helmet? Is it going to be Tebow time? Nope. It looks like it pushed over to Skizzle D. So Skizzle D, you have won the Deshaun Jackson helmet. Congratulations. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I didn't share it. I didn't share it. Oh, my God. I feel like such an idiot for not sharing it. <laughs> I promise you, we spun it once. I have no idea who Skizzle D is. Skizzle D is the winner of the Deshaun Jackson helmet. Um, that's my bad. I took it off because I wanted to show the helmet. And there we are. Skizzle D is the winner. I swear to God, guys, I didn't do anything to, to uh, do anything there. What I will do is I will make sure that this entire list, even if they don't follow all the terms for the Kurt Warner helmet, is in it. Because I feel like an idiot. Let me show, but you can see here, right? Let me just show results one, which means I've only spun the wheel once. So you can see that that is clearly only one wheel spin. So Skizzle D wins the helmet. Let me show you what we are giving away. August 13th. So August 13th, we are going to give away this Kurt Warner autographed helmet. It is an Arizona Cardinals helmet, comes with this visor. It is a legit helmet. You can wear this, you can run into your wall. I don't suggest that you shouldn't do that, but it is something you could do. Um, it has a letter of authenticity, has the Walter Payton Man of the Year award on the back. What else does it have? This is about a $300 helmet. So this is worth about 300. That's a Sean Jackson, probably worth about a hundred bucks in the condition and stuff it's in. This one's worth about $300. So I don't know if you'd be able to get 300. The, to be honest, the, the helmet market is down a bit right now, but on a general site, you're going to see that between three and $400. So just going to give it away on August 13th. And the rules are in the discord in the giveaways channel everyone that was in this one is going to be in that one as well because i'm an idiot it has been a lot of fun everybody i enjoy doing these sunday sicko streams solo getting to do a bunch of different types of drafts maybe we'll do a high stakes one next week if possible if not who knows um shows coming up probably me and eric tomorrow night and tuesday and I have decided to do a Mastiff draft solo. So I'm trying to wait till August to do that. I might jump into the, the um, lobby soon. I've been debating. I wanted to do a fast draft for it, but I don't know. It's a $1,000 buy-in. And if my internet dropped or something, I'd probably vomit. So I think I'm going to do the Mastiff slow and do it in little increments of like five minutes of my pick sort of like we've been doing with the with the larger ones but solo so we're going to be doing a massive draft myself i'm debating on how i want to do it if you have any ideas of how you would like to see that massive draft throw them in the discord and i will take it into consideration but as of right now i think i'm going to do a slow massive draft and just break down all my picks either one or two at a time depending on where we end up drawing our draft slot all right so until next time thank you guys as always for joining me as i have the hiccups on a sunday morning we will catch you next time peace imagine if i actually just played the right outro and not the intro what a loser Those were some spicy takes. Want to stay up to date with all of the other spicy takes we're going to have over here at Spike Week? 
why don't you press that subscribe button below you turn notifications on we draft a team boom you know about it we have another spicy take boom you know about it you can be there you can draft with us you want to stay up to date that's how you do it all right we'll catch you later next time here at spike week